We all would like to think that we know where we are going and how to get there. But at every stage in life, we need divine direction. God has promised to guide us if we simply follow. The fifth and final section of Psalms are referred to as Deuteronomy Psalms because they remind us to keep returning to the truth of God's Word. Join us as we study them with Scott Pauley today. What does normal look like? That's a good question in our world today, isn't it? What is normal? By, by whose standard and by what measurement? We've come in our study of the Psalms to Psalm 144. It is a, a beautiful psalm of 15 verses long. Now, the opening verses concentrate on who God is in relationship to man. In fact, a famous verse, verse 3, Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou makest account of him? And so the idea is that God is, is so big and we are so small. God is so great and uh, we are so needy. That's really the way the psalm begins. But when you come to verse 7, down through the end of the psalm, uh, there is a, a shift that really comes to a certain point of application. He says in verse 7, Send thine hand from above, rid me and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of strange children. Listen to that expression, strange children. He repeats it, verse 11, Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. What is this expression, strange children? Does it mean they look weird? Uh, they may, but not necessarily. In Scripture, the word strange refers to something that is different from the way God intended. It is, it's different than the way it ought to be. For example, in Proverbs, there's a reference to the strange woman. Now, that doesn't mean she looks unusual. It means she doesn't belong to me. Uh, scripture talks about strange flesh, going after strange flesh. What is that? Uh, strange flesh is simply that which I'm not supposed to have. God didn't choose that for me. So in our world, sin may look different. That's possible. Uh, but it may look perfectly normal on the surface, but it is different than what God intended. It's, it's less about the appearance and more about the heart. When in Psalm 44 he talks about strange children, he's talking about a generation of young people who have grown up, but they have not grown up God's way. Now, Psalm 144 is the psalm of a nation, a nation in great need. I'll remind you that our nation is in great need. In fact, in the opening 11 verses, he uses the singular, but when you come to the closing verses of Psalm 144, he moves to the plural. I really think he's, he's got a heart for his nation. He's got a heart for the people. And I'll remind you that the key to any nation is a generation. That if a nation is going to continue to be what it ought to be and look like what it ought to look like, uh, then the children have to grow up the right way. Uh, they can't be strange children. They must grow up God's way. That's why after referencing strange children in Psalm 144, we read in verse 12 these words, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. Do you see the contrast here between the strange children and God's children? Friend, God's children should be different. They're, they're not just growing up, they're growing up God's way. I ask again, what does normal look like? You see, what seems normal to this world is abnormal to God. And what seems normal to God is going to appear abnormal to this world. 
I love what old Vance Habner used to say. He said, we've become so subnormal that if we ever became normal, we would appear abnormal. You see, our measurement must not be this world system, the culture around us, the society, the media. Now, our measurement is this. What does God say is normal and what does God say is strange? And in the closing verses of Psalm 144, he describes what normal looks like. I love this. Uh, he, he describes what our sons and our daughters should grow up believing, what they should grow up to be like. I think it gives a good goal for all of us, for our own lives and for our homes. Uh, first of all, uh, he describes maturity. Listen to the beginning of verse 12 again, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. Uh, best I can tell, the only way to be grown up in your youth is spiritually. Because in your youth, you're still growing physically, mentally, emotionally. Uh, there's a reference here to, to maturity. He uses the object lesson of the plant. What is a plant? A plant is rooted. It is growing. It is fruitful. The idea, the plant is not dwarfed. It's not growing crooked. Uh, it's not uh, encumbered by weeds and choked out by thorns. Uh, no, instead, uh, that plant has been pruned. It has been worked on so that it is maturing. I wonder, are we maturing spiritually like we ought to be maturing? Are we helping our young people to mature like they ought to? It's a picture of strength. And this, is, this is another one of the Psalms of David, another one of the warrior Psalms. In fact, in verse 1, that's the way he starts. The Lord is my strength. He teaches my hands to war, my fingers to fight. Uh, they tell me that that verse, verse 1, was actually engraved on swords given to knights in the 12th century. It's a warrior Psalm. Well, I want to say to you, if we're going to have some maturity today, we're going to have to fight for it. It's a battle. It's a battle against the culture of our day. It's a battle against what everybody else thinks is right. Uh, but God says, I want my children to have maturity. Then, not only maturity, but beauty. He said that our daughters may be as cornerstones, polished after the similitude of a palace. Do you see this beautiful picture of beauty? And by the way, it's coupled with strength. Strength and beauty. There's nothing stronger than a cornerstone. Uh, cornerstones in that day were placed at an angle where two walls met, and uh, they were placed on top of the wall. And uh, they were strong. Uh, this was the cornerstone, but it was also ornamented. It was polished. It was beautiful. It got attention, but for the right reasons. Isn't that what we want for our daughters? They would grow up getting attention, but for the right reason, not for some sensual beauty, but for the beauty of God. I'll remind you that in the New Testament that the cornerstone is one of the pictures of Jesus Christ. Oh, the Lord wants us to have His beauty on our life. There's a difference between attraction and true beauty. I'll, I'll point out to you as well that plants have to be pruned and cornerstones have to be polished. So we've got to work on this so that the maturity and beauty of the Lord shines through in our lives. And then he moves in verse 13 and 14 to prosperity. He says that our garners may be full affording all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets, that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. Isn't that beautiful? I would say that the prosperity God wants us to have is not just material and financial. We're referencing here the blessing of the Lord. The Bible tells us the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. You see, real prosperity is more than stuff. It's more than things. It's God's provision. It's recognizing God's uh, meeting our every need and finding joy in that. 
In fact, at the end of verse 14, here's the real prosperity. There's no complaining. Wouldn't it be wonderful to live in a home with no complaining? Uh, to live in a church, a community with no complaining? Uh, that only happens when God is in His rightful place and we are becoming the people that God designed for us to be. And so it brings us to a fourth thing that God says He wants in us. Not only maturity and beauty and prosperity, but He wants His people to be happy. Listen to verse 15. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Truly happy people are the people that have discovered the joy that is found in Christ alone. I want to say to you, this is what normal looks like. Maturity, beauty, prosperity, happy. That's the Lord's normal. But you don't get all those blessings, you don't get all that product unless you allow the Lord to make you the person that He created you to become. I want you to Take Psalm 144 and read it with your family today. Talk to your children and your grandchildren about what normal looks like. And by the grace of God and the help of the Holy Spirit, let's begin to measure our lives not by this world standard, but by what the Lord says is normal. If you have been helped by today's Bible study, we would love to hear from you. You may connect with us or access the archive of all of the psalm studies online at scottpauley.org. It is our prayer that the Lord will continue to lead your life and that you will continue to follow. This is the only way to enjoy the journey.